This is Real Love Now, a ministry outreach of Pastor Don Allen in the Church at War Hill. As with every aspect of our ministry, the purpose of this broadcast is to lead people into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ to help you get real with God, fall in love with Him and His children, and discover your destiny now. Here's the message from Pastor Don Allen. All right, why don't we go ahead and open our Bibles to 2 Samuel chapter number 5, 2 Samuel chapter number 5. Father, I thank you as we open the word today that you're going to speak to us. God, you are here. Come on, I need somebody to agree with me. Lord, you are here, and your presence is now going to change our lives forever. God, I ask you in the mighty name of Jesus that through your power and through your spirit, whether they're watching, whether they're present, or whether they're listening later, God, that this word will settle into their heart and it will do in them what it has already begun to do in my life. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen and amen. You know, before I I went out of town, I I sat down and prepared the message uh, two Sundays ago, and and I thought that would be the end of our uh, uh, Mountains and Valleys series. And suddenly this other word came and, and I thought, well, you know, if I'm going to miss a week, it's probably good to go ahead and, and let that be the end of it. You know, let the series end there. And, but instead the Lord had a, another plan. And so I prepared this message and I'm thankful that I have because God's just been speaking to our heart today. Uh, and he's spoken to my heart. And I think that's the key that he's, he, he has to speak to us. But what we've been studying for the last six or seven weeks around here is the fact that there's a passage of Scripture where they defeat the enemy on the mountain. The enemy says, well, their God is God of the mountain and not God of the valley. They come back, fight him in the valley, and they find out that he is not only God of the mountain, he is also God in the valley. As a matter of fact, our God is the God of everywhere. Let me say that again. Our God is the God of? Oh, that got half of you. Our God is the God of? everywhere. And being the God of everywhere, we realize that there's nowhere that we can go or nothing that we can go through that God's not going before us to prepare the way for us. That God wants to open a door for your victory. That God wants to bring you through to a place of, of overcoming the things that have held you back. And, and I want to show you something today that God has put into my heart. Now, to understand this, I think we have to understand it's like when we're driving along, we can, we can drive through a valley, and, and when you're particularly in North Georgia, you'll be in a valley, and then suddenly you start up a mountain. You can move from a valley to a mountain rather quick. Time begins to speed up, as it were, and you know, some of our Florida friends are, are, are here this morning, and a lot of them, as I'm driving around these curves up here, they're always like, whoa, slow down, slow down, because, uh, you know, things are flat at home. But when we're going through these mountains, these curves, we can quickly be in a flat area, quickly back up on the mountain, and, and you're just going from mountain to valley over and over again. You can be on a mountain before you know it. It's sort of like when you were a kid and, and you were waiting for Christmas time. How many of you remember back when school would get started after Labor Day? Anybody remember that? Praise God for the good old days. Amen. But school would get started back after Labor Day, and you would wait for Christmas to come so you could be out for Christmas break, and it seems like it took forever. It seemed like Christmas would never come from Labor Day just to Christmas. But as you've grown and matured and aged and you now have a better perspective, you see, perspective of life is, is, is really important because it's like an infant. When you play peekaboo with an infant, uh, the infant, every, the reason it giggles and, and responds to you is its frame of perception is different because when you literally uh, do this, 
You're re-entering the baby's world every single time. And because their frame of reference is different, and so from being a child, you thought Christmas is never going to make it. Now, as an adult, I'm thinking I barely got Christmas last year paid for before it's time to start over again. Can I get an amen? You see, it's this moving in that way. Time begins to fly. And before long, you can go from a mountain to a valley really quick. As a matter of fact, you can start your day on a mountain, get on Georgia 400, and end up in a valley in the twinkling of an eye. You can feel like everything's wonderful, and then suddenly somebody steals your joy because it becomes a blur. It begins to, the world begins to pass us by, and we just want to get to the mountaintop of peace. We just want to get into the presence of, of peace, and we're, we're looking for something better. It reminds me of a story that I read just recently about Chuck Yeager in October the 14th of 1947. He climbed in a B-29 bomber and they took off. And on the bottom of that bomber, there was a, a smaller plane attached. It was called uh, Bell X-1. And Bell X-1 was riding and they rode up to about 25,000 feet. And as they were riding up to 25,000 feet, then suddenly the, the B-29 releases the Bell X-1. And Yeager takes off and, and, and he goes up to four. 43,000 feet. Anybody that'll sound like fun to you? Some of you like, you believe that scripture where the Lord says, lo, I am with you always. Come on, amen. But suddenly they accelerate. Now I know this will speak to some of you. They accelerate and they start going faster and faster. And Chuck Yeager goes to 500 miles per hour and then 600 miles per hour and 700 miles per hour. And he's flying and somewhere as he's trying to reach Mach 1, as he's trying to hit Mach 1, some all of a sudden he hits what we would call Mach 965. And Mach 965, when he hits Mach 965, all of a sudden all the instruments in the plane begin to spin. All the instruments begin to lose and go haywire. The, everything begins to be suspended and the plane begins to uh, almost cease to work as if it, it should have done. And, and, and yet, Jaeger pushes it forward and he pushes it further and further and it goes from 965 Mach to 995 Mach. And at 995 Mach, he suddenly now is so uh, pressed back by the pressures that he's passing the world by so fast. Listen to me now. All of a sudden, his eyes start start to blur and his stomach ends up in knots and he loses the ability to see where he's going. Now stop for a moment and hear what I just said to you. Everything about the environment that he's in has gone haywire and the world is moving so quickly beside him as he's crossing the world and now he can't even see where he's going. Now that may not make sense to anybody in the room yet, but I hope in just a moment that it's going to make sense to you because I think that there are many of us in this place who we're living at Mach 965. The world is moving. Life is changing. There's struggles, there's problems, there's mountains, there's valleys, and we're moving at such a rapid pace that it seems like no matter how hard I try to control things, everything I've used to gauge my life is out of control. The people I used to look to are not dependable anymore. The people that I used to depend on their words, I can't get in touch with them anymore. Maybe somebody that you needed to hear their voice again is gone and has been robbed by death from you in life, and your whole world is spinning out of control. And then it seems that you continue to speed up and your world blurs around. Am I making sense to anybody today? 
Because I believe there are people here today that you, they seem like your world is at Mach 965 and 995 and, and, and all of a sudden it feels like your marriage has gone crazy. It feels like your, your mental health is about to leave you. You can't find peace. You can't find rest. You can't find the hope that you need. But listen to me today. What I didn't tell you about the story is when he crossed past the 995 and he hit Mach 1, all of a sudden, everything went still. All of a sudden, he broke the sound wave barrier. And when he broke the sound wave barrier, the air that had been pushing him back suddenly came behind him. Somebody needs to get what I did not say this in any other service, but you need to get what I'm about to say to you. The thing that had been shaking up his world, the thing that had been robbing him of his peace, suddenly now it transitions from the thing opposing him to now it comes up behind him. And when it comes up behind him, he's moving faster than the sound waves. And suddenly there's a calm, there's a peace. The storm is passed and he reaches that new level of peace. Why? Because he kept on going he didn't stop. He didn't give up. He kept pressing through until he broke through to the peace that was waiting for him. Now, Pastor Don, why are you so excited? I'm excited because I'm looking for somebody this morning. And I'm trying to get, my goodness, I'm not even out of the introduction yet. We're in trouble. But I'm trying to find somebody who will plant their feet with me and declare the world behind me, the cross before me. No turning back. No turning back. I'm going to keep going for Jesus. Listen, I like talking to you, but you need the word more than you need me. Second Samuel 5.1 says this. And all the tribes of Israel came to David at Hebron and said, We are your own flesh and blood. And in the past, while Saul was king over us, you were the one who led Israel on their military campaigns. And the Lord said to you, you will be shepherd or you will shepherd my people, Israel, and you will become the ruler. When all, listen, this is so important. I'm going to give it to you fast. But when all the elders of Israel had come to, to King David at Hebron, the king made a covenant with them at Hebron before the Lord and they anointed King David king over Israel. Notice this. They've now anointed him. This is the third time. He would be anointed king. David was 30 years old when he became king, and he reigned 40 years. In Hebron, he reigned for seven years, and in Jerusalem, he reigned over all of Israel for 33 years. Why is this so important to us? Because they anoint him king over the entire nation at Hebron. There's a great significance of why. But here's what I want to give you in the limited amount of time that I have to give it to you today. I want somebody to listen to me. I want you to gather this. I believe somebody even on another campus needs to get this right now. God's speaking this into your life. God's, God's pouring this into who you are. You see that, that David was anointed first as a boy to be king. Then he was anointed by his family to be king. And then he was anointed by the entire nation to be king. Why is that important? Well, when they called him from the sheep to bring him in, he came in by himself, he stood by himself, and his family all watched him on his own as Samuel stepped up and poured the anointing over him and then sent him back out to the sheep. 
Listen to what I've come to tell you today. David could never be king over his family until he learned to be king over his own life. He had to begin to manifest the control and the order and to to learn to walk and do what's right and not be wishy-washy and not try to decide, well, I'm going to serve God today or I'm not going to serve God today. He had to be able to control who he was himself so that he could then lead his family. Some of you are better begging God to change your children's lives. But what you need to say is, God, get a hold of my life and let something begin to manifest inside. I'm preaching to somebody. Let something begin to manifest inside of me that will change who I am so that my children will see God has got a hold of my parents. I had a 30-something-year-old man come to me one day, and he said, I don't understand it. He said, my daddy came to that church up there, and he walked in, and he said, I'd never heard my daddy say I love you before. He said he got saved, and God changed his life. He said, I don't even know how to respond when my daddy looks at me now and says, son, I love you. Why? Because he found a father's love for himself. Now he's given it for his children. Are you with me? And now that he can lead his family, he can lead a nation. We're going God send revival God send revival that's right God send revival to our nation but start with our lives God start inside of who we are now look I am so out of time somebody say preach thank you blame yourself all right say with me I'm going to skip ahead here's what I would have told you what God does for us is never just for us the reason David could be, be crowned at Hebron is because Caleb won Hebron. Listen to me. The reason the next generation can have a move of God is because you had a move of God. Are you with me? Now watch this. This is important. Super important. The next thing I want you to see is when God starts moving in your life, the devil's going to come rob you of your peace. When the Philistines heard that David had been anointed king over Israel, they went up in full force. And what? Everything got blurry and everything got shaky. His world started falling apart to search for him. But David heard about it. And I want you to notice what he did. He went down to the stronghold. He left the Philistines, camped and spread out in the valley of Rephraim. But David, notice what I'm about to say here, went down to his stronghold. He had learned as a boy in those very hills where En Gedi was, where the water was, where the caves were. Where you could hide when a lion was after you if you had to. Come on now. He had learned where when an evil king was trying to take your life, you could go and nobody could find you. David had learned the strongholds of learning to get alone and letting God hide him. And so what did David do? David said, listen, I am not retreating. I'm not giving up. But before I can control the atmosphere that is changing around me full force, the blurred vision, the enemy attacking me on every side. I was preaching to 
to somebody, before I can handle that, I need some time with my Father. I need to get along with the one who is my ever-present help in my day of trouble. So in other words, as the world was shaking, listen, somebody needs to get this, as the world was, 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 was blurry, as the world was falling apart all around him, he got along with God. And as the world was going point nine nine five, so all of a sudden God came in. But when the enemy comes in, God comes in greater and God shows up at Mach 1 and says, let me change your environment. And peace fills the atmosphere. The King of Kings still walks in today and says, peace be still. The King of Kings can still walk in to your environment and change your world and give you a sure place to stand if you know where your stronghold is. Can somebody give that kind of God a praise this morning? Amen. Pastor Don, why are you acting like this? I act like this every Sunday. Y'all know that. Oh, I feel it. See, David, it wasn't the first time he went. First Samuel 13, 6. David was greatly distressed for the people spoke of stoning him. This is at Ziglag. So what did David do? David strengthened himself in the Lord. He realized it may be crazy. I may not be able to control it. I can't try to go jump in and fix everything until I have allowed myself to find the peace of God and know that my God's going to cause me to overcome. You listen to what I'm about to tell you. You're going to overcome. I'm trying to behave. You need to look at somebody around you and say, you're going to overcome. Listen to me. Everything in your past has been preparing you for your future. What you've learned in the quiet times, along with God, you need to realize that when the storms come in this life, no matter if you're in mountains or valleys, there's a stronghold in him. There's a cleft in the rock that will hold. There's a place to seek refuge. David said in Psalms 142, he wrote from the cave of Adullam, he wrote, when my spirit is overwhelmed, you watch over me. You are my refuge or my stronghold. You are my portion in the land of the living. In other words, he says, when everybody's seemingly tearing me apart and everything's turning around and everything's a mess and everything's blurry, I run to you, the rock that is higher than I, and I build my confidence in him. The first thing you've got to do is get alone and inquire of the Lord. The second thing you need to do, and I'm closing with this. If you need a breakthrough, you need to let your praise break out. I want to give you a truth that I found in my life. What you don't use for praise will turn into one of two things. Are you ready for this? Pain or pride. Let's say it again. What you use not for praise in your life will turn into pain or pride. In other words, why did he not do this? Or, oh, I made it on my own. But in the refuge, when all goes still, and peace, oh, you know what the Lord just just dropped into my heart? That he's moving you faster than the sound waves of the devil telling you you're not going to make it. Peace rises up within you. Oh, the joy of the Lord that you find and you begin to realize it's not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Why don't you stand with me in this place today?
what you don't turn into a praise in your storm will become a pain. God sent me with a word to tell somebody your victory is close. Let me tell you again. Your victory is close. Don't you give up your hope. You stand your ground. You keep walking. You keep honoring God. You get alone with the Father. You get a peace in your soul that people are going to say, I don't understand why you're still standing. It's like one little lady told me, she said, people ask me, how can I stand by the coffin of this one that I love so much? And, and she said, I'm standing here because of who Jesus is in my life. Can I go ahead and tell you, because of who Jesus is in all of our life, we can stand in every storm. Bow your heads with me all across this room. Those watching, those listening, I'm talking to you as well. Every service has been distinctly different here today. God is speaking to our hearts. At this point in last service, it broke forth in mighty praise. But today, I feel like somebody needs to allow peace to break through their souls. Somebody here has been facing a storm. And you need God to deliver you now. If you've been facing a storm and you need a, an overcoming power of his peace to rest on you. Can I see your hand if that's you? Can you just hold it high? Oh, there's 90% of this congregation. Put your hands down. The grace of God is coming into your life right now. I tell you what, let's just sing something softly as the peace of God begins to come into their lives. Feel it in this room. Holy Spirit, when you have your way, something has to break. Tear down every lie, set the wrong thing right. Cause when you have your way, something has to break. Something has to break. Something has to come on, come on, sing it out, sing it out, sing it out. I believe you'll get me through it. I believe you'll get me to it. I believe that you will do it right now. I think somebody, peace is coming into your life right now. I believe you'll leave peace is coming into your heart right now. I believe you'll get me to it. I believe that you will do it right now. Cause something has to break. I believe you'll lead me through it. I believe you'll get Somebody needs to turn that, turn that, turn that. Turn that right now. I feel it. There's a turning. There's a turning. You're turning your pain. You're turning your lack of peace into the praise that's going to bring your peace into your life. I feel the Holy Spirit of God connecting with you right where you are. Come on. 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 Break through your praise. Break through your praise. Something has to break. I believe you lead me through it.
And I understand if you've got somewhere to be, but we're going to worship just a moment more. And, 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 and let's just do that chains fall, fear, fear bow. Let's, let's, let's Jesus, declare Jesus, you change everything. Chains fall, fear bow thee now. Jesus, you change everything. I want some worshipers to pull heaven down into this place. Come on. Somebody, peace is breaking through your storm. You thought you'd never sleep good again. Peace is coming into your life right now. Jesus, you change everything. Come on. Victory's coming to your house. Victory's coming to your house. Somebody, right now, you're literally pouring the oil. You're pouring the oil. You're pouring the oil. And it's going to overflow from one vessel into another, into another, into another. Come on. Now, I see. You're going by one. You're going by one now. Yes. Declare the victory, Lord. I declare your victory. I declare your peace right now in the name above all names. In the name of Jesus. All right, every head bowed and every eye closed, every hand down in this place. I want to ask you a very simple question. If your life has been out of control, 
because you've never put your hand, your, your life into his control. You've never given Jesus Christ your, your heart and soul. You've either, or you've taken it back. You prayed a prayer, but you took it back and it's been in your hands and it's literally blurred and out of control. And today's the day you want to settle your relationship with Christ. I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to call you from where you are. I'm going to pray with you right where you are. If you're online, then, then you just type that in. That's me he's talking about. That's me he's talking about. God's going to touch you right now as we're going to pray together. But if you're here today and you said today's the day you want to put your life into the control of the Savior that, uh, and you're going to confess Jesus Christ as Lord and believe that God raises you from the dead. Can I see your hand if that's you? Would you hold it up high right where you are? Thank you. Are there others? Thank you, thank you, thank you. Are there others? Thank you, thank you, thank you. Are there others? Those hands literally going up all around this place. Thank you. Oh, I feel Jesus. From children to adults. Thank you. I see that in the back of the balcony. Thank you. Are there others? All right, we're going to lift our voices. Maybe you're online and I can't see your response, but your response is just as adequate. The Bible says that we will confess Jesus Christ as Lord and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead. We would be born again. I want every voice in this place to pray with these 10 or, or more that have raised their hand in this service today. Let's pray together. Jesus, by faith, I confess that you are Lord. You're not a man, but you are the King of glory. You died for me. You rose for me. And now you live forevermore. And by faith, I believe that God is my Father. Heaven is my home. And Jesus is my Savior. Amen and amen. Now come on, give God a praise like he deserves. Come on, give him a praise like he deserves. Hallelujah. Worthy, worthy. Hallelujah. Woo. I feel Jesus. That's today's word from Pastor Don Allen to help you get real with God, fall in love with Him all over again, and live out your destiny now. To learn more about our pastor and the ministry of the church at Warhill, join us online at warhill.com. Then join us in worship at one of our North Georgia locations. Service times are Sundays at 8.15, 9.30, and 11 a.m., where you will find real love now.